The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Happy Pi Day. Pi Day, 314. 314. 3.14 something. Something. It just goes forever. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. My uh, engineering friends usually post something on Facebook about it. It's uh, a cold Pi Day, and right now we have 19 degrees, wind chill 10, and it's going to be a cold day, but we'll have some sunshine, and it will be windy later on. And tonight, it will be a cold night, a low of 15. I am so sick of it. Are you? Uh, yeah, I think we've had I think it. we're all sick of it. Yeah. But good news, seven business days until spring break. That's right. Seven business days. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving this year, spring break. And you know what I've always wanted to do? No. <laughs> <laughs> when I drive down to North Carolina, I've always wanted to peel off the back roads and try and find that Whitaker family, the family oh. of the, the inbred folks. Oh, I thought you were wanted to find the Murdaugh house. I'm gonna, I know where the Murdaughs live, I'm gonna do that, but I wanna find the Whitaker family. Are you familiar with them? No, who are the Whitaker family? You don't know who the Whitaker no. family is? No. Oh, you could look that up. They're, uh, they're a family that's, uh, an inbred family that's lived off the land for the last <laughs> 500 years. Oh, the Whitakers. Well, the uh, eastern seaboard is getting hammered today with a nor'easter, and that includes uh, the vacation zone that you are headed to yes. in uh, a couple of weeks. I have a uh, question about a nor'easter. That's mostly rain? No. Oh. No, it's, um, it can be snow, which it's going to be today, and parts of New England getting up to two feet of snow. And the big fear is all that snow is going to melt, and that's going to create flooding, and that's what did so much damage a few years ago. And the flooding, uh, the winds, the, um, the, the coast uh, being hammered by big waves. And over the weekend, another house fell into the ocean in Rodanthe. And uh, last year, three houses fell into the ocean. This one just went. Is this Delaware? On Sunday. No, it's North Carolina. Oh, OK. Yeah. It's just down the shore. How far down from where we go? About an hour. Oh, okay. You know, it's interesting that like an hour south of there always gets more damaged. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's out further on into the ocean. It jets out further hmm. into the ocean. Scary stuff. And then, of course, west, the west coast is nasty. Mm-hmm. You talk about the flooding there, uh, uncontrollable. When, Sacramento goes from extreme drought to now they can't control all the water they have. It's amazing. Gives us another reason to Enjoy. like living in. That is, other than this March weather that we are uh, we're dealing with. The uh, third anniversary of COVID mm. 
is today. It is. It was and on this day in uh, 2020 that Governor Whitmer announced uh, that we had 12 positive COVID cases in the state of Michigan. It would be another two weeks before a Jackson case was announced, but it was likely we had people with COVID yeah, on I think, this day. Yeah, I think you remember the, um, the same, when, when we first knew, okay, something's a problem. Mm -hmm. I think we were over at Grand River, the radio station was doing a, li a live remote. It was us, Greg O'Connor, Jamie McKibben, John Burka, and just trying to make sense of what was going on. Um, but it, you know, in that moment, we're thinking about the restaurants losing St. Patrick's Day, the biggest night of the year, or biggest day of the year. And then of course, uh, three years later, we a lot more has happened. But yeah, it's just a weird time. I keep asking people if it feels like one year ago, 10 years ago, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Feels like we've been kind of going at this quite a while. But yeah, three years, amazing. Yeah, the, uh, it was this day that all the uh, local organizations and businesses started shutting down. The library announced they were closing uh, all their locations. Uh, the hospital cut off mm -hmm. all visitors this day. And uh, we announced that we would stay open. Yeah, we so sorry, sorry to all our all of our employees. You had to stay here and work, but we certainly appreciate it, and are uh, glad you did. Sad news out of the track and field uh, sport: mm -hmm. Dick Fosbury passed away, inventor of the Fosbury flop. The Fosbury flop, of course. Uh, you know, I did the Fos Fosbury flop, so he invented that and won the 1968 gold medal in Mexico City, jumping seven foot four and a half. It's amazing and because before that, everyone went head first over right. the high jump. Yeah. So, and then by the time the next Olympics came around after uh, people saw him win, um, pretty much everyone switched to that. Mm -hmm. He was on to something. So a true legend in the sport. Yeah, I know. For sure. Uh, we learned a lot about him following your high jump career. Uh, in sports news, yesterday afternoon, Michigan State University announced Susie Merchant would be uh, stepping down mm -hmm. as coach of the women's basketball team after uh, 14 years. And she was in a car accident in uh, January and that was a result of a medical uh, situation. And it's not been disclosed, but she um, had planned to come back for this season, but after much consideration and consultation with her healthcare providers, Susie said, I've come to the difficult decision that it's my best interest to step down. So. She was a great coach for the uh, great coach. Spartans. Yeah. Long time coach, great coach. Another great coach for the Spartans, Tom Isso, 25 straight years in the NCAA tournament. How about wow. that? How about that? Yep. And do you remember how many of those years ago it was that Michigan State won the national title? Uh, it's been a while. 23. But last I, Big Ten team. I know, they are the last Big Ten team to win a national championship. Oh, wow. It's, it is embarrassing. Well, um, hopefully a Big Ten team will win this year. Well, I don't think so because... Where's our brackets? We're working on those. Oh, okay. Um, and we're upping the entry this year. Well, we have to do it by today because the first games, the 
Uh, nah, we go, we start Thursday. The pregame start today. We allow that. We oh. allow that. Uh, yeah, it is a push. We don't award points for that. Um, and I think everyone that works here now is fairly knowledgeable, so we shouldn't have <laughs> any of those. The least knowledgeable person usually wins the yeah. uh, pool. Yeah, they do. But we'll see what happens. If I'm you're uh, to if it. you're planning to travel on I-94. Uh, in Ann Arbor mm. in the next <laughs> week, be prepared for traffic backups. Yesterday, a truck <laughs> with its boom yeah. extended hit the Liberty Street Bridge, and with that, they had to close the uh, I-94. So eastbound I-94 in the area, rerouted to M14 to southbound 23, back to 94. So The guys was, and I were talking about this yesterday, and do you think do you think that guy just quit his job? Because we all would have immediately quit. Done. Yeah. Uber, gone. Drive the, just walk away from the truck? Gone. <laughs> Done. I, if that was me, goodbye. Yeah. Done. Um, I've almost, you know, driven off of, out of the gas station with the pump still in my car. Mm -hmm. But nothing like this. This says drugs and alcohol to me. I don't know how, you know, I've driven a truck, not like that, but of a big box like truck. That. And when you're driving a big box truck, you're sitting up high and you think you're going to hit the bridge every time. So I don't know how these truck drivers do it. I think they do it on purpose. I think this guy did it on purpose, <laughs> for sure. I, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not driving this truck. It One seems like mile. that's happened in Michigan quite a bit. Um, there's a video from years ago where the guy has the boom truck up and he hits mm -hmm. that. Uh, exit sign. I think it's on 75 North. So interesting. Was it dark out or anything? 8:48 a.m. Monday. Oh. I you know it could be a, he, a victim of the daylight savings time. Another reason not to have daylight savings time. And I think we once <laughs> and for all ought to just end it. And I think we can just by popular. I think the people can just say we're not gonna we're not gonna switch anymore. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I think the FDIC people are involved in that. <laughs> Do you... <laughs> the uh, FDIC people are uh, quite... So busy. did you, obviously, a couple, a couple banks have... Uh, what are they, closed? They're done, right? Failed. Failed, right? Yeah. Um, but the FDIC is telling all depositors that they will get all of their money back, which is surprising, I think, right? Mm -hmm. But probably the only thing that's going to bail the system out. I don't know. I'm not smart enough. Well, it's um, to prevent other uh, runs on banks. Yes. Yeah. Um, banks don't have banks don't have your money. It well, turns yeah. out. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, you can't just go say you have $18,000 in the bank, Brandon, and you want to just walk up and get the 18. You can't just you can't. No, you can't. Um, it might be there, but you would have to call and make arrangements get it yes. but yeah no I think people do think that if you have that all your money is down there in the vault hanging around and it's not it's not sitting there no it's being no. spent and that's the way the system works it, yes it's not in the bank I heard but. there was a um, crazy crowd last night at the uh, Jonesville Langsburg game oh what happened you don't know what happened no. Langsburg won Oh yeah, but what happened? It was just crazy. Oh. It was loud and crazy. Were you there? I was not. Noah told me. But do you remember um, we played uh, Jonesville and their crowd was crazy too. Oh, it's crazy crowd. Did you well. did you hear the guy sneeze during Ava's free throw? 
<laughs> no. You didn't? It's a good thing you can't hear. Oh, yeah, people yeah. went berserk. Huh. Yeah, so, well, they got theirs last night. Langsburg took care of Jonesville. Pretty good game, 61-54. And then Michigan Center come from behind. Adrian Putnam scored 17 points. Hunter Clemens added 16, and Jaden Watson had 11 for the Cardinals. Cardinals 18-7. and They will play Langsburg. 24-0 Langsburg, 7 p.m. Wednesday at Hanover Horton High School. And it uh, should be a good crowd. I would recommend getting there very, very early um, and getting a nice seat. But it should be a, uh, a fun regional, regional matchup between Langsburg and Michigan Center. So looking forward to that. I think a lot of people picked Langsburg. Not too many people picked Michigan Center to win last night. Mm -hmm. So that should be, uh, that should be good. Yeah, um, and I think they have similar records. No. Langsburg, no? No, Langsburg has not lost, and Michigan Center has lost seven times. Oh. So that would be... Oh, I'm thinking of last night. Yes, game. Jonesville and... Uh, yes. Or, excuse me, uh, Leslie and Michigan Center. Mm -hmm. Hey, it is time for Love Living in Jackson, and each week Heather Herndon reminds us why it is wonderful to live here, thanks to Heather Herndon and the entire Howard Hanna Real Estate Services team. Today we're talking about the City of Jackson Active Aging Program and uh, there's year-round opportunities for adults 50 and older. A range of opportunities that support individual well-being. For more information, visit cityofjackson.com slash active aging and they have some wonderful programs to sign up for. Thanks to Heather Herndon and the entire Herndon team at Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. Hmm. Um, Friday, of course, is St. Patrick's Day, yes. and it's a Friday in Lent, and the Catholic Register newspaper has surveyed uh, all 170 dioceses in the United States and found that uh, more than 70% of them have given a dispensation for Catholics to eat meat on St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. But we don't have word the Lansing Diocese is not not issued any my, statement on that. My grandmother tells me when I can have a dispensation or not. Mm. So, what'd you give up for Lent? Uh, you should know quicker than that. Well, I, I'm keeping it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> that it sounds something well, it's like... It's, it's, if, if people knew, it would be... Okay, fine. Sounds like something a uh, kindergartner might say. But yeah, St. Patrick's Day uh, opens up the social district here in downtown Jackson. Mm -hmm. It should be, uh, should be fun. I'm gonna be out and about walking around and seeing how the social district is working. Yeah, it starts um, in the, I think in the afternoon. Yeah, 12 noon on actually St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, see, I'm, I fumbled through this yesterday because I want to say it starts at like 7 a.m. because of St. Patrick's Day. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But Friday starts Friday noon, I guess noon, but Feel like it's gonna start before noon, don't you? It's probably already started. Well, it could. Well, it's gonna be uh, 50 degrees on St. Patrick's Day, so there'll be a lot of opportunity to be out, good, walk good, around. Good, mm -hmm. good. It'll also be a uh, nice night then for the Shamrock Shuffle, which mm -hmm. is the YMCA 5K that's being held on St. Patrick's Day. That only costs $25 to get into. Start your spring off with a. Uh, Wonderful 5K exercise. There's nothing better than a good 5K heading into the weekend. You feel like you've accomplished something. When's, when's the last 5K you've done? Excuse me? <laughs> like officially? Yeah. 
I run 5Ks all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I just don't pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when's the last 5K you've run? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, it was uh, two years ago. Hmm. I ran in the 1999 Wild Bill Lundberg 5K. Mm. So, no, I'm not a distance runner. I'm a sprinter. So, you don't see me in a lot of those uh, races. Uh, we have a new menu item at McDonald's, mm -hmm. and this is one you probably don't know about. And uh, many people don't know about it because it's only available at McDonald's wow. of Canada. McDonald's Canada introducing the chicken Big Mac. That looks great. It's instead of the two all beef patties, it has two chicken Ch patties. Chicken patties. That's the only difference. Hmm. I would, uh, I'd eat that. Why can't yeah. they do that here? Why can't, you know what? Yeah, what is, what's going on? I don't know. Um, they are, the chicken sandwiches, and, and just yesterday, Guy Fieri uh, announced he is opening one of his fast casual chicken restaurants in Livonia. Oh, it's, it's perfect. called, you know what his restaurant's called? That's the Chicken Guy. Guy Fieri chicken guy fieri chicken mm -hmm. guy mm -hmm. so his... close personal friend of adrian chart yeah that's true i don't know if i like guy fieri i know you don't no oh. I, I like him uh because he is a really good cook i think he is but he was during the pandemic he pretty much uh dedicated himself to helping restaurants well i like that all over the country he raised money for restaurant workers millions millions so I, I like the guy. Okay, well, I like him now, too. Yeah. That's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, who's on the show today? We've got a wonderful show lined up. We have Dr. Penn from Penn Chiropractic Center. And we're going to get things started first with Aaron Dimmick from People, the Parks and Trails in Jackson. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Today's show is brought to you by the Tecumseh Center for the Arts. Experience the excitement of a live performance. Broadway Lake shows to comedy, music, magic, and more. Visit the TCA.org. The Jackson Blazer 60th anniversary party mm -hmm. is coming. And uh, it's Saturday, March 18th. This Saturday, $50 general admission. Seniors and students, $35. And uh, join us as we commemorate the Wade family and Jackson Blazer's contributions to the community for over 60 years, congratulations to the Wade family. Uh, unbelievable publication they put together and mm -hmm. it'll be a great opportunity to honor all those at Jackson College this weekend. That QR code might not work and uh, we are suggesting you go to Eventbrite and search for the Jackson Blazer News. Someone asked me last okay. night, they said, uh, do I, should we wear a suit? Yes. And I said, yes. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Suit. It's a suit event. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Dress up for this one. It should be nice. Our uh, first guest on the show today is the founder of the People for the Parks and Trails, Aaron Dimmick. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back. Mm -hmm. Must be uh, park season. We're just about getting there. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, hard to believe right now, but perhaps in a month's time, we'll be out in our parks cleaning things up and making them look nice. 
I wonder if uh, I, I was in Sharp Park uh, right after the ice storm, mm. and it was uh, a lot of a lot of damage, trees down. Is there still a lot of that storm damage to pick up? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's still going to be a matter of weeks before everything is cleaned up in parks. I think our public works of the city have gotten a handle on things that are along streets or in the right of way and sidewalks. I think we finally have a handle on that. So next is the parks for sure. This uh, Sunday, you've got a spring kickoff event. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we want to get our volunteers excited and maybe bring on more people who have been wanting to get involved with our group. So this is a great opportunity. So it's happening on this upcoming Sunday, March 19th, at the Booze Recreation Center, which is in Loomis Park, and it's starting at 6 p.m. So this is really just a time to get together with our volunteers we are a group that's mostly mobilized from April through November, so we really take the winter off. So just really getting uh, everyone back together and uh, getting excited for spring. So uh, it's a good time for our uh, veteran volunteers to get together, but also some of our new people if they want to come out. So uh, just getting the gang back together essentially and uh, just kinda also doing the business of having our annual meeting. Uh, so doing that kind of housekeeping type stuff. Uh, but the exciting part is, is that we're going to be talking about what kind of fundraisers we're going to be doing over the next year and then launching our spring projects as well. So it's going to be an exciting time. What, uh, what are some of those spring projects? I have to get with Andrew yeah. on that. Are, are, there <laughs> some kinda, thing, are there some, I mean, you guys have done so much, mm -hmm. made such an impact. Um, are there some areas that maybe you identified from the last few years that you know you'd like to take a look at? Yeah, I think just the normal activity of keeping our parks and trails clean. So just regular things like trash pickup. Yeah. When the flowers bloom, the trash also blooms in the mm -hmm. spring because of all the <laughs> snow melts. Uh, so definitely uh, picking up trash. We're looking at another collaboration with Grow Jackson to do cool. another day at their garden and help them get ready for spring. Uh, so really how it works is uh, Andrew Sargent, the Assistant Director of Parks and Recreation, we meet with him and we ask him where the needs are and then we put the people into the parks. It looks like Matt Hines is in a lot of the pictures. Yes. Uh, former police chief. He's been a longtime volunteer for PPT. Definitely. I, uh, of course, am the face and the mustache of people for the parks. <laughs> but <laughs> there are so many people who work behind the scenes who do a lot of work, who actually you know, show up to the volunteer events and come to the meetings, and Matt is one of them. So uh, I do not do everything, obviously. I am the face and the mustache, as I said. <laughs> but we have so many amazing people who come out. Last year, we did 10 projects from April through November. And we had about a total of 60 individual people come out during that time. So wow. it's really great. Uh, we have our core group of volunteers where I'd say maybe about 20 of them who come out on a regular basis. But there's also a lot of people who come out when they can. So yeah. it's really great. Do you have people that um, will come out based on it, maybe if the project you're working on is in their neighborhood? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Want to do a better job of contacting people who live near the parks to get them more involved. Yeah. Uh, but there is definitely that. And we also want to do collaborations with different groups as well. Last year we worked with uh, Meyer employees and people from the Jackson Pride Center and uh, Grow Jackson. So we want to continue those collaborations as well. Do you need to be a resident of the city of Jackson to be a volunteer? Not at all. If you want to come and work in parks, we welcome anyone. In fact, if uh, you know maybe there's a mobility issue or perhaps walking around a park picking up sticks is not for you. I totally understand that. <laughs> I think anyone, if they want to contribute, whether that's donating or volunteering their time, we would love to have you in any capacity. There's always a lot of things that you can do to help out our parks. Which park is the uh, best kept secret? 
in town. Mm. Yeah, we have a lot of hidden parks. Mm -hmm. There's Wade Park that's on the east side. A lot of, a lot of people probably doesn't know that ex probably don't know that that exists. Uh, I would encourage encourage people to go on the city website, and there's an interactive map uh, that functions just like a Google map where you can go and see where all the parks are, and it's kind of a fun adventure mm -hmm. to go and see all of them uh, because there are 28, and it's quite the number. <laughs> How's uh, Betsy Butterfield doing? Looking good? Yeah, we had quite a bit of trees come down there around that area, and uh, I can see the leapfrog statue from my bedroom mm -hmm. window, mm -hmm. and we had a lot of trees come down around our neighborhood, so I, now I have an even better view of it. <laughs> <laughs> are you the... Uh one that fell off the top of the Joey. Uh, Joey. Yeah. yeah and Aaron hadn't moved in when that slide was still there. Yeah, they used to have this uh, giant metal slide at Betsy Butterfield. You know the Park. wax paper slides? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And he was at the very top of it and decided he was <laughs> he was gonna find a faster way to the ground and not use the slide part. He was you no, know, he was just so excited to get up to the top that when he <laughs> got up to the top he went woo pew, cracked yeah. his head open. Thankfully, park safety has come a long way. Yes, it sure has. <laughs> that slide is gone. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. it did out. stick around for a few more years after yeah. that incident, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the um, bling that you get uh, for being a volunteer, mm. you get uh, a shirt, right? Yeah, as uh, a gift, we would like to give people shirts, but that's going to be while supplies last. <laughs> so uh, we, uh, you know, when we're out doing park projects, wanted a way that we look more visible and uh, can kind of help instill some pride in our group. So at our upcoming event, uh, which is this Sunday, 6 p.m. at the Booz Center, we're going to have some free t-shirts as well. So available while supplies last, because I will be getting one, of course. <laughs> What's the most common... Uh, you, say, you say we we see a lot of trash this time of year. What's the most co common piece of trash that we that maybe we think people are throwing out their window? Hmm. You know, there are plastic bags. Yeah. I think they probably get a lot of the attention, but there are a lot of fast food containers that yeah. I see, hmm. and uh, like pop bottles hmm. or water bottles. That's a really big hmm. one. But a lot of it is more than just basic litter. A lot of it is trash that blows in from people's homes. Sure. Like, you know, you're in a park and you're cleaning up and you see a box from like a microwave dinner. Right. <laughs> and you think, yeah. this is probably isn't something that someone threw out their window, it's something right. that blew away from the trash. So, uh, you know, maybe that's something you can do as well at your own home is just making sure that the trash is going in the bags and going in the trash cans and it's going where it needs to go because it'll eventually get into our environment. I uh, have, a deep hatred for litter. <laughs> I don't mind using the word hatred. I know it's yeah. a strong word, but litter is awful and I like to mm -hmm. eradicate it when I can. So if you see me around Jackson, I'm usually chasing down a blowing plastic bag downtown. <laughs> I like to do that. It gives me great satisfaction to clean up our community and help make sure it look, looks its best. Our uh, linear trail, the uh, MLK quality trail, the Parks and Rec are uh, seeking grant funding from the state mm -hmm. so that they can make some improvements to that. And I know we've already done the lighting, mm -hmm. but I think there's more of that. There's a few things still to come. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot of exciting things happening on the MLK Equality Trail over the next mm, five years, I would say. Uh, the city has a plan to totally redo the entire trail. So there's gonna be a new trail surface, it's gonna be wider, it's gonna be made out of concrete, so it's a more consistent surface. Uh -huh. So um, the bumps are gonna be gone in a matter of years. So the trail is totally going to be redone from the MLK Center 
all the way to Weatherwax Drive, and that's where it turns into the mm -hmm. Falling Waters Trail. So it's going to be a huge investment, and the city has the funding for it from yeah. the state. They just need the last leg to be funded, which the city is working on right now. So it's very exciting. And our group, People for the Parks, we're looking to see what we can provide to make the trail even better mm -hmm. um, to kind of help support that improvement. Are you able to, when you're working out on the trail, finish your workout, or do you stop all the time and pick up trash? <laughs> <laughs> Usually when I'm working out, I'm laser focused. It's more <laughs> picking up trash when I can, when I'm just kind of walking around downtown or walking through my neighborhood. Well, thanks for doing that. Yeah, you're welcome, you. happy to help. And thanks to you and Andrew Sargent for co-founding the People for the Parks and Trails to show up this Sunday, right? That's right, 6 p.m. at the Booze Center. Great. Nice to see you, thanks for coming over. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, the founder, co-founder, and uh, president of the People for the Parks and Trails and City of Jackson PIO, Aaron Demick. More of the morning show after this. The morning show is brought to you by Barracks. Barracks creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barracks, empowering data insights. Today's show is brought to you by Wilcox Lawn and Landscaping. It's almost time for spring to get that uh, lawn ready or your sprinkler system uh, installed or turned on. Give Wilcox Lawn and Landscaping a call. Get you set up for a wonderful spring. Our show today is also brought to you by the Center for Family Health. And they want to remind you that the school health centers are back open. So if you need a physical, just feeling sick, learn more about your health, feeling stressed, if uh, all are welcome at the school health centers, Northwest, Jackson High, Northeast, and of course at Parkside. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to healthcare for all for more than 30 years. Joining us now from Penn Chiropractic Center, Dr. Randy Penn. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Bart. Andy, good to see you guys. Speaking of uh, 30 years, you guys have, you've been in, you've been in business over 30 years now. It's amazing. Yeah. How did that happen? I know. It's just <laughs> like, it, it's so fast. Uh, yeah. And yet we feel like we're just beginning. Right. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's a continuum, right? Where we continue to try and add things to, to really help the community. And, and uh, it, it amazes me, like from 30 years ago when we yeah. started where we are today with all the advancements in technology. Yeah. So <clears throat> we really do feel like we kind of just started <laughs> over again. Now you're yeah. located um, just off the corner of uh, Horton and Badgley, uh, next, across from Kelly Express, Horton right. Road. It's Crimson easy, Oak. Easy yeah. to find. Yeah, Crimson Oak. Yeah. Great neighbors. Yeah. And you've got, um, and I know I've been there. Mm -hmm. And you always have the latest and greatest. You're uh, one of the uh, first adopters when it comes to uh, technology and new ideas. Um, mm -hmm. And it seems like you do a lot of traveling to mm -hmm. get to stay up on uh, all the latest in chiropractic. Yeah, without a doubt, it's um, there's so much. There's so many ways to help people naturally without drugs, without mm -hmm. surgery, and so we try and integrate. Our, our core premise, which is really the body's ability to heal itself. And so everything that we do is really designed mm -hmm. to, to get the body in a state to really heal itself. So we don't do any of the healing, we don't claim to, but the idea is we're, we're setting the body up for success and getting the cells in really a healthier state. So it's, 
it's exciting how technology is, is you know, it's on our phones, right? It's on, we have all kinds of diagnostic technologies, but it's really helped us to integrate uh, very low force care, but very highly effective care in order to really revitalize tissue, revitalize cells, and ultimately really, again, get the body in a state to, to heal itself. So, mm -hmm. uh, which it's designed to do, right? We're designed to be healthy. Unfortunately, stress attacks the nerve system, and that is what really causes virtually every health issue that we know of today. Chiropractic care is so important in uh, athletic performance and recovery. We see mm -hmm. um, co college teams, high school teams even, um, but performance is a, a key part of your practice. Uh, mm -hmm. Want to get people performing to the best of their ability, and in order for that to happen, uh, they have to feel right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and it's not just feel right. It's also it's 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 performance. It's how right. how is it? because we can have no pain, and still not really the brain's really not connecting with mm -hmm. every cell in the body appropriately. So. People don't have to have pain or dis or or like something that's keep keeping them out of the game right away. It's they can just have subtle misalignments that mm -hmm. ultimately affect how the brain is connecting to all the yeah. body parts, and that affects performance. And you mentioned right? stress. I don't know one person that doesn't have stress. Right. Do you know anyone that doesn't have no, any stress? No, You know who's got a lot of stress right now? Ja Morant. Why? Why? Yeah. Well, he's one of the best NBA players, and he was caught with a gun and stuff. Of the oh, gun. Yeah. 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 He probably could use a visit or two from you. <laughs> There's yeah, probably something you. going on. There's probably some, some Actually, disconnection. Uh, yeah. Dr. Penn works with a lot of athletes. A In lot. fact, mm -hmm. you've been, you've had like a tent at PGA. Oh, well, we, we've, uh, there, so I'm still a part of the, the PGA Tour medical team. Um, it's, it's just a group of doctors, that were, chiropractors that were trained to really take care of those guys at a high level. And so they, they have a trailer that, that travels mm -hmm. around with the tour, and so that's, it's been some time since I've been in there, but uh, the idea is that those, those athletes, especially high level, these guys aren't, they're not necessarily maybe complaining about pain a lot, but it's, mm -hmm. they want to maximize their human potential. So chiropractic fits right in there by really organizing the body and getting the brain and, and really connecting to virtually every cell. So. These guys are getting treated multiple times mm -hmm. a week. They have, um, uh, and they have to. And you think about the repetition that they're yeah. going through in, in, um, in one-sided sports. And so they can, interestingly, after a weekend, those guys, they can get out of balance, mm -hmm. you know? And so they're, they're constantly trying to stay on, on the leading edge of, of their own healthcare. If you look at the, the tour players today, compared to, if you're watching them walk down the fairway, what their posture looks like compared to even right. 10, 15, 20 years mm -hmm. ago, right? So um, it's all about maximizing human potential and posture is the window to the spine, ultimately the window to the nerve system. That's why you see them, you know, really in good posture, mm -hmm. not only just walking down the fairway, but when they're over the ball, right? Those kinds of things. Yeah, so. You don't have to be a pro athlete. I mean, there's <coughs> plenty of us that uh, are around here that mm -hmm. Uh, golf seven times a week, probably right. as much as a PGA Tour player. Right. Um, but I know you work with a lot of local golfers. You work mm -hmm. with high school athletes in all sports. Mm -hmm. um, what's a good age to, to maybe um, make an appointment to come see you? So it's a great question. It's like, well, like when is it, is it never yeah. really too, too early to start? Okay. So we take, 
infants right from day one, mm -hmm. and we can check them very gently. And you think about, this is something that's been missed, right? I mean, mm -hmm. as a global event, is to have the spine and nervous system checked right from birth. Right. Um, but everyone really should be checked. So we check the eyes, the ears, the nose, the throat, the reflexes, the right. APGAR score. But who's really checking the spine and nerve system on every infant, right? So it's coming, yeah. it's evolving. There's chiropractors that are in midwifery, hospital settings, delivery rooms. Um, so it's really never too early to start. But when we're talking about athletics, when they, as soon as they start, well, when they start learning to walk, what happens to kids? What are they doing? Fall. Yeah, fall mm -hmm. thousands of times, right? right. So. If we're checking them early, we can prevent all kinds of things. And you'll hear things like, oh, my, I'll hear things like, oh, my, I just have a clumsy daughter. You right. know, she's just clumsy. Well, why? Why is mm -hmm. that? So we typically will check them. We'll find misalignments. We can get them, them adjusted and get them aligned, get the brain talking to the body. Now they're performing better already. So they're preventing injury rather than, you know, waiting for yeah waiting for something, to, an event to happen, and then right, we start care. Right. Don't wait for the pain, right? Right, exactly. That's really kind of the, that's the model that we really yeah. live in. Can people actually graduate from, from a care uh, plan or regimen mm -hmm. from Penn Chiropractic? Yeah, so, you, that's t so we have this wellness club, right? So half of our practice are people that are feeling great all the time. And they're okay. they're coming in. They're 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 thinking well. They're moving well. They're sleeping well. They're eating well. Their moods are in a better space because they're feeling well, mm -hmm. right? So, after a certain course of care, typically, if someone comes to us, let's say they're in their 30s, they've never been checked. So imagine the stress that's accumulated mm -hmm. on the, in that person's physical, chemical, emotional well-being mm -hmm. over the course of 30 years, right? So when they typically start, we have to see them multiple times to really get the rhythm down, right? And then once they get well, which is sometimes weeks, sometimes a few months, but once they get into that wellness model, we have this graduation where people are just staying well and they're just getting yeah. checked That's a couple awesome. of times a month and they, they're feeling great all the time. So it's a cool culture you guys have built over there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It really is. We have an amazing group of patients and and they, I mean, they're a part of it. They. They share their, their success with, mm -hmm. with friends, family. Yeah. Um, and those things are like, they, they, our patients are like our foot soldiers, right? Because yeah. they, they kind of get some things that, that maybe the rest of the community doesn't, doesn't, isn't really fully aware of. So that's really kind of why, yeah. why we're here too, is to really try and help the community understand even what we do. Great things happening at mm -hmm. Penn Chiropractic Center. Again, amazing over 30 years. And uh, Randy, you just look 30. So <laughs> thanks so much for being uh, with us. And you're awesome. going to join us quite a bit over the next uh, next several months. And we're mm -hmm. looking forward to learning about uh, more, more areas of chiropractic care in this community. So we look awesome. forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing the show. It's going to be good. Awesome. Yeah. Randy Penn, Dr. Randy Penn from Penn Chiropractic Center. More of The Morning Show right after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. It's time now for a visit with Experience Jackson, and I had a chance to go out to the Ye Old Carriage Museum. Let's take a look. 
Welcome to a visit with Experience Jackson. I'm with Rachel Buchanan from Experience Jackson and Lloyd Ganton from Ye Old Carriage Museum. And we're inside Ye Old Carriage Museum, which in my opinion is uh, one of the most hidden gems in the entire country. Lloyd, tell me a little bit about Ye Old Carriage and uh, kind of how long you've been building this collection. Well, it seems like we go back 40 years when I got my first Jackson car here. And ever since, I've been collecting Jackson automobiles. No, it's not just automobiles inside Ye Old Carriage. You have memory lane, you have pedal cars. Every time I'm here, I see something different. I just saw an old uh, collection of mint condition matchbooks. Yes. Um, is there anything you don't collect? Well, not really. We have something for everyone, and that's what we're proud of. Anyone that comes on a tour, if they don't find something they like, then that's their problem. There's so, so much history, so much Jackson history. Um, what is it about the Jackson automobiles that uh, really drew your eye? Well, my first one was a 1908 Fuller, and then beyond that, I collected 18 more, and I kept looking, and we traveled around the country and found them here and there and everywhere, but I guess I have a weakness for Jackson automobiles. Well, and uh, we're certainly glad that you do because Rachel, right here in Jackson, uh, one of the most, um, I, I'm lost for words, it's just an awesome, awesome museum. Yeah, now from the outside, as you pull up, you would never know oh, what's inside when you open up the door. I've been here multiple times and every time, the door opens, you start just drooling over what an incredible collection. You're kind of transported into the world. You know, a lot of the cars see us things set up and displays talking about them or uh, giving some special little insight into where it came from or why it's special or unique. And I think you're just blown away at every next thing you look at. Yeah, I like seeing some of the old uh, Jackson items like uh, Jacobsons mm -hmm. and Gilberts, of course, Schulers. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's fun to see old uh, Jackson history preserved so well. Yeah, absolutely, and there's so much of it. You think, you know, Jackson is a, a smaller Midwest town. You know, we've got some really amazing things to brag on, and a lot of them are right here in these walls. Yeah, if you don't think uh, Jackson has a lot of history, you've never been to the Ye Olde Carriage Museum. Lloyd, let me ask you a little bit about Jackson's uh, history. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what you've noticed, uh, you know, from early collecting of these automobiles kind of into our recent history. Well, the population of Jackson in 1920 was 80,000 people, and today it's uh, 30,000 plus. And so when I think back what Jackson has done, it amazes me also. Jackson has a rich heritage, a wonderful heritage, and we just hope that we can keep it here and share it with the community. Which is, of course, uh, good news for you. Now, how, do, how would someone go about getting a tour of this museum? Yeah, well, I know that um, to get a tour of the Yield Carriage Shop is a very special occasion. Um, we worked with a lot of people, both in town and visitors from around, um, that have asked about that. And of course, in our position, we try to give out the best information we can. Um, it is by appointment, so it is something you do want to plan ahead, um, and it, it's something worth planning ahead for as well. Now, um, what would you say to people who, uh, who are going to go through the museum? What, what, what do you think their experience will be going through here? What do you think will surprise them the most? 
Well, we get a lot of car clubs from all over the Midwest, and the members of the car clubs can't believe it that Jackson had so much to share with the community. So I guess it surprises most everyone, whether they're school children or just a service club, we love to surprise them. Now, you know uh, everything about vehicles, everything about cars. How many of these Jackson uh, cars are out there in the world? Well, there are five of the cars that were built in Jackson, I think, are extinct. I hope to find some more someday, but it's getting slim picking, and uh, that's kind of where it goes. I've given up searching. As I said, we have 19 of the cars here in the museum, and if I find any more, I will be very pleased. <laughs> Uh, Rachel, we were talking earlier about what, what our favorite part of, of the museum is. And for me, it's kind of just looking in the little nooks and crannies to see some of the other little little pieces uh, that are displayed. How about, uh, how about you when you walk in here? Well, being a child of the 80s, I'm automatically drawn to the DeLorean pretty quickly. But the bonus is that's in the back corner. So you have to go through everything else and find all those little gems along the way. Um, I think it's really exciting, too, um, to go through the Coca-Cola room. It's huge for collectors and just you're kind of just thrown in and immersed into this old diner type of setting. Um, my, my little boys like to come here. They love to look at all the toy room and you know, kind of see what that looked like. And of course, cars in, in a variety of sizes and shapes. And um, just, just looking around, just learning about that is, is really exciting for me. What is your single favorite item in this museum, Lloyd? Probably that car right straight across from us, the 1908 Fuller. That was my first Jackson car 35 years ago, and it belongs to be my favorite car. Awesome. And it's won, won awards in the past. Yes, it's been a national winner more than once, but it's been retired. Well, this is just awesome. I want to thank you for letting us inside the museum to, uh, to get a peek around. And uh, if you'd like more information, of course, you can visit the website or experience Jackson's website. And uh, again, Ye Old Carriage Museum, just a gem in Jackson, a gem in Michigan, and really a gem in the entire country. Welcome back. Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulens, On Two Wheels, Hometown Heating and Cooling, and Avenue Auto. And uh, On Two Wheels will be having an anniversary party on April 1st, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free stuff. Check it out. Did you know there was a museum of failure? No. Uh, yes. And I have an item I'd like to nominate for the museum of fa failure. Okay. It's phone relief. It's, uh, it's a technology gadget from the 90s. And here's a commercial for it. <laughs> Is talking on the phone getting out of hand? Look out! You need phone relief. The ultimate enhance-free phone design. Watch. Simply attach the special bubble back fastener to any phone. Then attach the phone relief headset. It's that easy. Hands-free, pain-free, you'll wonder how you ever lived without it. It's perfect for remotes. Now talk hands-free anywhere, anytime. Office work is a pain for Mr. Phone in the Neck, but you won't miss a beat with hands-free freedom. A must for the entire office. Work goes quicker and easier. The padded headset removes
moves this easily and is fully adjustable. Best of all, phone relief works with your favorite phone, an amazing breakthrough product you'll use every day. Now only $12.95. Call toll-free to order by credit card and make this your last phone of the neck call. Call now, 1-800-862-1000. Our operators are giving tremendous discounts on additional units. That's 1-800-862-1000. Or send check or money order to the address on your screen. Sorry, no CODs. Credit card users call now, 1-800-862-1000. I think I'm going to order those for everyone here. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a uh, wonderful morning. Thank you for... Uh, joining your morning with us. Tomorrow we have a wonderful show, Dr. Jacob Sinkoff, emergency services physician from Henry Ford and IEP, Jasper Lusby and Marty Kuhn, principals Sharp Park Academy and Dibble, and we'll also have Ted Kristoff and Brenda Rillett from Kristoff and Sons floor covering. That's all tomorrow morning. Uh, later today, Jackson City Manager Jonathan Green will be with us, Beth Schaefer, from the United Way of South Central Michigan. Debbie Crownover and AJ Crownover uh, celebrating uh, 30 years in business and uh, so much more. That's later today, we'll see you then.